Thank you for joining me today. This, our nation's greatest tragedy, the death of President Audrey's dad, for real this time. Really? No, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I missed that. I mean, there, I, I thought Chloe might be dead for a second. He was in a cutaway. Well, before <laughs> we start. Uh, I just look that- at Audrey. She looks over like, oh, my God. Can you Yowzer. wait, Dave? Yikes! Did you see Chekhov's brain pills when mm-hmm. he dropped them on the floor, and the two generals like looked at him and then looked at each other? It's like it's heart medication, you assholes. It isn't even. It is brain pills, well, but it's sure, like, but they don't know that. It's, it's also like I recognize that red capsule. <laughs> yeah, it's also true that there's still no way the generals are going to do anything crazy. There's also yeah. no way that nuclear sub shot a torpedo at that aircraft carrier for no reason. Yeah, well, before we start, let me break out a couple uh, just shirt thank yous okay. to Paul and Tim. It's been a while since shirts got picked up. Shirt supplies are running low, unless you're a big boy or a little boy. Right. If, you're, if you wear small, then we got you covered. Or, like I tweeted, your baby, if you want to wrap it in it as a onesie. <laughs> and then attach a bomb to it and throw it at something. Even a small t-shirt would be a gigantic outfit for a baby. I know you can't believe that, but babies are tiny. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, that was my immediate thought when it's revealed that Shang or Chang, Chang Z, Shang Z, Shang Sung. Just call him Shang Sung. There's a name we all know. Shang Sung from the other Shang Sung Wizard from Outworld. You all thought he was dead, nah, dude. He teleported himself into Outworld, or he assumed the form of his jailer because he's a crafty sorcerer. And then he did the the jailer's move to the jailer. I'm assuming that was baton hit. And the jailer just couldn't even believe it. It's like, oh my gosh, my own techniques used against me. Right. So the, he wrests control of the device with a, an amount of ceaseless murder. They, after, so Chloe is like Julian Assange. I can't believe you. You're stealing back the device. This is effed up. He's like, first off, it's my device. He, that guy in the, from the beginning of the show just did some shitty stuff to it to make it work mostly on drones. So I'm taking it back, and what we're going to do is I'm going to just give it to everyone in the entire world. Because that's exactly how conflicts get resolved, Dave. Didn't you know? Also, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Nope. It's the worst plan ever. It seems difficult to support. <laughs> like it also it doesn't i don't get why the device that lets them control the drones which is a whole other thing also lets them send secure communications with secure codes to nuclear submarines i also don't get why the dude receiving the attack signals doesn't have to call anybody that he knows to verify it he's like why are you yeah I've that was so that's the thing that blew my that mind more scrutinized than this attack order. Yeah, they were like, sure, s- sir, are, are you sure? Yeah, it's and verified. Like, well, the numbers match up, right? <laughs> That's like all I got to do. <laughs> no, dude. See, I'm, I'm talking to the general on the phone, and he says, don't do it. But I got this email. It, that was I literally mean, how it was structured. It was like, 
uh, like well, we subject got this paper we got blow this up Chinese aircraft carrier yeah. from stop being a pussy. No, I totally know it's legit because only Gary, the dude that sends these things, has that stupid rose wallpaper behind his emails. Who puts those in emails, Gary? <laughs> anyway, it's verified blow up the aircraft carrier. Yeah, kill him. Shoot him. Shoot him now. Let's, also, there's no time to think. They might be aiming at us right now. <laughs> they definitely aren't. It's an aircraft carrier. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, how did you get in your position? They're dropping depth charges. Did Gary put you up to this? I mean, this insubordination. I'm going to have you court-martialed later for that. Anyway, blow up the Chinese yeah, the Chinese yeah. aircraft carrier. All right. Well, we got to shoot the missile. God help us and blah, blah, blah. It's also like, how powerful? I mean, I don't know a whole lot about naval engineering. Sure. Uh, but I don't think that two torpedoes would be sufficient to split an aircraft carrier in half. And yeah, but if they, they were, were like good torpedoes. <laughs> if they were, it's like, oh my! Everybody, evacuate all aircraft carriers. We are all gonna die. Abort! Abort! I was gonna. I actually do know something because I had a friend in high school who would always brag about how his brother was in the navy uh-huh. and actually worked as a nautical engineer, and he was talking about how you could blow the entire, like a half of an aircraft carrier off. They would just seal the doors on the inside, and it would stay afloat. Yeah. So I suspect that the aircraft carrier in question was of shoddy production value. Wow. China. Made in China. Am I right? It's like I told you these wicker baskets wouldn't hold this part of the hull. But we finished the project three weeks ahead of time. And for half the cost of the French. Well, it floats. It's propulsion is paddles. Yeah. We're doing that, our best. When right? that happened at the end of the first episode that we're talking about tonight, I turned off the TV. I was like, 24, this. You were like, I'm not watching the last 30 seconds of this far. show. Yeah, that's basically, I, was like, I was finally disgusted. All the things you've put me through over the course of nine seasons, this is the final straw that a member of the U.S. military would have just a piece of paper is all that's required to commit an act of war. Now, that may well be true. It's true if the piece of paper is the president signing the order to go to war. Well, so here's my thing. It's like we probably hopefully don't do things like shoot missiles all that much. (laughs) No, we shoot missiles a whole lot, Dave. Just ask Waziristan. Uh, yes, yeah, so I just feel like, especially like against one of the world's other leading superpowers, you might expect a personal phone call from the president. Be like, hey, Stan, just check it in. Shoot that Chinese battleship, please. Or like, like, okay, I have confirmation. Preamble to aggression? Like what? Co- like is the submarine totally cut off from all communications? Has it been running dark for twenty years? Is this a a Japanese island survivor scenario where it's like they're <laughs> communicating these guys who have been just finding diesel at the bottom of the Mediterranean, and then mm. they somehow manage to receive a fax that tells them to shoot a torpedo? Like how do they not realize? It's like wait, there's no reason we would shoot this Chinese aircraft carrier. We're not at war with China. He doesn't even ask that question. He's like, sir, we aren't at war with China. <laughs> it's like, listen, bud. He just you and shrugs. Gary are in so much trouble. He's like, I don't know, man. I got the fucking letter. <laughs> like, what do you want? Oh, he just opens up. He cracks open a thing in a safe. No, it's verified. 
I'm pretty sure we should call. Why do we even need these weird code things anymore anyway? Like, I guess that's in case communications break down. You might want to verify the communications have broken down since you just received an email. Yeah. Or fax. It's like, well, I printed it up as fast I love as how I it could, prints sir. out, too. It's like it's an email. You're on a nuclear-powered submarine. Why is that printing? Oh, my gosh. Like yeah. what? And that is clearly like one of those HP 4500 printers. There's nothing else I would trust to work under the conditions of a sub. I mean, it's also just like so. It looks so crisp. <laughs> and he's like, well, "I buy it," uh, and I, for one, am willing to risk going down as the dumbest man in history. <laughs> that guy lost his job so hard. Yeah. It's but amazing. Like, He'll never command anything. If there's any justice, that's what the final episode of 24 should be. The yeah. next five minutes of this show need to be all plot lines just wrapped up. Five minutes. And the, the last 45 minutes needs to be an uninterrupted by commercial video of an interview with the captain of the submarine. So <laughs> just, did you just like not down. think that that was bad? It's like, do you not know who China is? Or... <laughs> Did you not get the call about the drones, all that stuff going on earlier today? Like, you didn't hear any about that? Nobody checked in with their fiancé and was like, oh, it's crazy. Since it was on the news. by drones (laughs) that are controlled by, like, something that takes over weapons of war. You're also a submarine positioned in the Mediterranean. It is not unlikely you would be called to help in the event of a military engagement in England. There's no way you weren't aware of what was happening. Yeah. And uh, there's all this, like, the general, like, twisting the president's arm, being like, we got to def, we got to do it, man. DEFCON 5. Got to do it. Which every time, like, I, I know DEFCON is a real thing, but every time I hear about it, I think of this, like, PlayStation game. I think it was PlayStation. It was called DEFCON 5. And it was like some sort of. <laughs> Every time I hear DefCon, I think of DefCon Five. Sure, story because, fits. Well, no, because the the thing is, so it's like a plain shooty game, right? Mm-hmm. But DefCon Five is actually the lowest. DefCon Five is like everything's cool, man. Well, that's Don't the only worry time. About it. I mean, that's sort of disrespectful to the fighter jet pilots. Like you guys get deployed at DefCon Five, us missile guys will be waiting over here in DefCon One zone. Yeah, I think definitely. When we need to just eradicate all life on Earth, yeah, I love it how the guy's like, "Yeah, we need to, we need to arm the like the nuclear arsenal of the United States." Are you are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah, we outnumber them ten to one. If they have a hundred, America won't be a place you can live anymore. That's it's like I'm pretty sure DEFCON one means like the key is turning in the nuclear launch device. I just hate how he kept on quoting that number. Like, the only way that makes sense is if we have 10 nuclear warheads and they only have one. Because then we could blow up, like, all of the Chinese major metropolitan areas and they could blow up Los Angeles. When Mm. he is saying 10 to 1, he is saying, like, we have 2,500. They've only got 250. Imagine the square miles of Montana that will be untouched by radiological (laughs) fallout. Everybody can just move there. Big sky country. Like, no oh my god, there. I know we watch Hunt for Red October, like, every week, but th- this is too much. He's like, but Mr. President, just think, we're in England. They're not going to shoot nuclear weapons at England. You're the worst general ever. 
England sucks. <laughs> they don't care. It's like we're totally going to be safe. We don't even need to go to the bunker. I just... don't even need to go. Also, I don't. Do we have one? Wasn't that, wasn't there a different like general slash? I guess the other guy that was in there was like the head of the navy. Yeah. What happened to him? Like he just got ushered out of the room. We need that guy back. Now we have these two like white guys. One of whom is like we need to shoot nukes at everyone. The other guy's like a blockhead who plays an idiot in every other role he's ever been in. I don't know why they picked that doe face dude. I feel bad saying mean things about him because he's a real person. But yeah, as a general, I mean, that I feel is the like risk. The whole is just like you're supposed to kind of look childish and incompetent in this role. We're not supposed yeah. to trust you. They pick somebody we're not supposed to trust. General, did you spill your ice cream all over your pants? He's like, no. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> DEFCON 3. <laughs> General, just... we don't say DEFCON 3 just because we dumped a bunch of hot fudge in our lap. <laughs> DEFCON 2. But I mean, like, isn't it? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, 24 does that dumb thing where it, it establishes these characters who are supposed to be like, it's like there's this flow of utter responsibility, total responsibility. It all starts at Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. Whatever Jack is doing, you can trust it. He's never been compromised, even though he's been compromised so many times by drug abuse, his family, why he still likes Audrey. I mean, there's just like there's a million reasons not to trust Nobody Jack. Nobody knows, but it's like but I will always be there for you. Trust Audrey. Jack, even in his like current, way too old to be doing this phase. Yeah, of Jackness. Don't worry. You can see even though the face. Russians hit him with a truck. I'm waiting for him to get, like, hit in the face and then complain about his liver. That's how, like, old Jack looks. Like, yeah. other organs will fail if any portion of his body suffers too much stress. Yeah. But he's like, it's like it starts with Jack. And then, you know, Jack's umbrella, like, who Jack trusts or declares to be a good person, they're the only people he can trust. So that's, like, mini Jack, Chloe. Yeah. Not verbally, but you always trust that Chloe's going to do the right thing because Jack's faith in her is unflagging. And the it's president, because Jack has said like he's a good inspirational. man. But no, you can't trust anybody else. The generals, they're going to get it wrong. They've already got yeah. it wrong. They're going to question President Heller. There's going to be this big, like his big moment before he steps down is going to be facing off against these guys and averting a nuclear disaster. Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, like, it's a lot of plot threads for the last episode of 24 maybe ever no dave because there's these really convenient circumstances that make everything like tidy to wrap up like i bet the circuit that controls the missile is going to go right through shang sung's heart for some reason because like when they revealed that the russian ambassador was the guy running shang sung's operation and that julian assange also worked with this chinese guy who just happened to have a history with jack Mm. did anybody like what how did that get approved? Like, wait, this is quite a leap that all of a sudden the fact that we know this Russian guy, like Jack makes this huge leap where he's like, you gave this Russian guy my phone number. That means you're working with the Chinese. Well, there's this leap in logic wait, that happens like, well, 20 Jack minutes like, in and you're like, I know this, what? this motherfucker. He's like undercover Russian intelligence. You couldn't tell by the beard. Oh, that was pretty funny when he called him an idiot. He's like, he's not the ambassador, you idiot. (laughs) He's like, I think he is, Jack. Well, I don't know, Jack. Listen, all right? I just killed 15 Russian hitmen. 
Well, I mean, to, to pull it back a little, yeah, the, the other major plot in this episode, the A plot, I guess you'd call it, is Jack and uh, Mini Jack, Benjamin Bratt, the Bratwurst, as he was known in college. Oh, yeah, he, well, he's definitely the Bratwurst now. Worst brat <laughs> ever in American history. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> worse than Jonathan Seabrat? <laughs> yes. Especially worse than Jonathan Seabrat. Noted massacre of Native Americans? Hey, buddy. He didn't get Minnie Jack's husband killed, all right? Yeah. I know that Jonathan Seabrat probably murdered a lot of people's husbands. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, right. So they got him captured, and Jack's like, I don't need biometrics for this interrogation because my <laughs> interrogation gonna break his is hand. breaking his hand. Well, so no, didn't you, he was running a double blind. Eric, who is like the perfect – the whole time he was in the show, I was like, that guy should be the commander of this branch the way Jack mistreats him and just mm-hmm. mistrusts all of his judgment. Which and it all comes does... to a head at this moment. He's like, all right, all right, Eric. Rick, can I call you Rick? It's like, well, it's not my name. He's like, okay, Rick, let me break it down. For you. <laughs> I wasn't asking for uh, permission. I'm gonna go into yeah. I mean, that's literally what you he could says. just be because he's like, I want to go every interrogate time I make Benjamin a hard Bratt. Case sound, you have to respond. He's like, yeah. He's like, I want to go interrogate Benjamin Brad. And he's like, oh, oh okay, uh, but you better be good. And he's like, I wasn't asking permission. And, and then, then he, he shoulder checks it when he's walking by. Are you in high school, Jack Bauer? The answer is yes. Everything like is always high school. He a locker. Watch where you're going, Eric. <laughs> he pushes him into a locker and he like steps in a trash can and falls yeah. over. He saw a backpack appears out of nowhere just on him. <laughs> just sitting on the ground with his legs out in front of him, just slapping his knees. Ugh. Picks up his lunch tray, dumps it in a trash can. Dumps the trash can over him. <laughs> Just like Eric. Spaghetti in his hair. It's like there's a reason that every time you're put on this is to basically quote what is considered the correct procedure just so that, like, some other character can tell you to shut up and get out of the way and let them do their yeah. job. Listen, Eric, you do your job. I'm going to do mine. And part of my job is running a double blind on Benjamin Bratt where I break his hand and then I sick Mini Jack on him because she actually wants to kill him. That's the yeah. brilliant part of this plan. Yeah, is that she actually might just kill him, yeah. and then we get no information. Will she kill him? I don't know. That's, <laughs> That's what makes Jack. it fun. That's what makes it fun, Rick. That's what makes it fun, cuh. <laughs> what are we... Can I at least have he's two still... letters? He's looking up at him the whole time, still sitting on the floor with the backpack on. <laughs> he's slowly, like, devolving. All of a sudden, he's got acne and glasses. <laughs> He just eventually morphs into a baby. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, babality. Oh, the but, Mortal Kombat hits keep coming. Yeah. But so that's the thing is like he always knew he was going to be a CTU agent or CIA in this case because he was like, wait, but I'm so by the book and completely ineffectual in the command role. <laughs> I must be destined to be the head agent. He's also like, his lines are delivered with so little conviction. I think it's like the other actors in the room who like just stir about at his command, they deserve like Emmys for not like looking around at each other and wondering if that was just, you know, a take and that he's going to give that another go. 
it's actually a little sad because he was like a really great uh, late season addition to the wire. Oh, I'm it's, sure somebody that... pointed out. It's just like I mean, I'm not. I mean, it may very well be that something about the aura of a 24 shoot just like saps you of your. It might also ability. be the 24 is so dumb he didn't realize what he was getting into. Yeah. You just gotta and you gotta let it roll. At this point, he's given up. Let's not forget that Jack beat him up while in handcuffs in the first episode. <laughs> just like, just to know where the the status of Maybe the power. Maybe that's why play. he like shoulder checked him just to remind him. He's like my mom, like puts his hands in front of him. Like Ugh. yeah, he's like and now behind my back. I choked Jack you out. Puts his hands out. He's like cuff me. He's like what, well, Jack? Why do you want me to cuff me? You it's, so I can kick your ass, Rick. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Please stop calling me cuff. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the station chief now. Yeah. Yeah, so Kate like breaks into the we got to fix Benjamin Bratt's hands. Oh, but Dave, station. you're skipping the best pun ever. Yeah. When oh, Jack's of course. Like, yeah, he's like full immunity's not on the, on the table. table, but your hand is and then that like somehow leads him into like breaking his hand. It's like you know, you got to appreciate that these shows have a grossly inflated idea of what immunity is. <laughs> Or the situations it might be dispensed. But, like, when somebody is directly responsible for a terrorist attack on foreign soil, like, he's lucky he's still alive, <laughs> I feel. Especially since he's, like, the dumbest escape guy ever. He's like, okay, I'm in contact with my source, and my source is going to get me a passport. And so just he, drop the baggage through source. a hole yeah. in the wall. <laughs> just, just drop the baggage. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you just asked me to do. He's like, just drop the baggage through the wall. It's like, just puts Chloe on. Just tell him to put the bag. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, your passport's in that concrete mixer. Put the bag through the hole in the construction site. And he's like, okay, where's my car? And then he spends like 30 seconds sitting there and be like, hello, hello, where's my car? Hello? It's like, is this your first day betraying a sovereign nation? Like, I think you got double-crossed. You better get out of <laughs> You're there. You're the king of the double-cross. You've double-crossed like four people. You had one guy murdered. You had another, another guy committed suicide because you framed him. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You don't know immediately? That, that tech you choked out is almost certainly dead. <laughs> like, or I at least they, brain yeah, damage. They don't even mention that guy. Like, they, they, Nobody mentions like assaulting the NSA tech guy. So, yeah, the licks of crimes are just stacking up. So sitting there and being like, hello, hello, hello. Like, do we have a bad connection? Wouldn't it be amazing if they just kept on bringing up the simple assault of the NSA guy and nobody mentioned treason or murder? Yeah, You're going to go to jail like, for the simple assault of an NSA part-time contractor who was here on a summer from college. Yeah. It's like, maybe they don't know what I did. Are they unaware of everything else? Uh, do they not remember that I took an assault rifle off that military dude and started shooting at Jack Bauer in the middle of the street? Like... I don't know what the crime is for knocking out uh, a British military officer, stealing his weapon and then firing it. Yeah, in a crowded place, it's probably a lot of crimes. <laughs> like ones the U.S. would only be too willing to allow them to extradite you for if you hadn't committed grand scale treason <laughs> against your own nation. Yeah, you're just gonna get hung in the basement of this facility. They're not. Yeah. There will not be a trial. <laughs> That's another 
This episode, more than any other in the history of 24, uh, sort of perpetuates the myth that there is no local law enforcement anywhere in a major metropolitan area. Oh, my. That there's I, a, if you're thinking of what I'm thinking of. Well, there's like, there's, it's like, all of it, Dave. He, Jack Bauer pursues Benjamin Bratt on foot for like 15 minutes, exchanging gunfire on three occasions. <laughs> Sure. Where are the cops? Then in another in the, the the following episode, there's like a ten minute long gunfight after a uh, a eighteen wheeler rams a car. No, this is the same episode. Okay, so this is where I'm going at. Okay, Mark gives uh, Karnov, <laughs> the Russian ambassador, Jack Bauer's transponder coordinates or whatever, so he can tell where he is, so they can ambush him and steal him. My first thought. Like, are you willing to commit this many Russian lives to get this one guy? Maybe the idea was that when somebody gets hit by a truck, they usually don't just get out of the car and start shooting. (laughs) Or you don't, like, the people who hit them with the truck don't just assume that they're dead. Because that was what they start mumbling in Russian. Hey. They're like, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe, Go make sure that they're dead. I'm pretty sure they're not dead. It's not like we, like, threw this car off a cliff. The only (laughs) thing we did was roll it. They were probably wearing their (laughs) seatbelts. So, right. So, then Mark spends the next, like, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes real time calling Karnov and being like, hey, hey, um, uh, maybe don't. Pick up Jack Bauer right now because it's very important stuff going down. Uh, MBD, just, you know, if you could hold off. And he's like, keeps leaving a message. He's like, stop. The eagle is not in the nest. Well, but he could stop. just say something it- like, Jack Bauer is currently being pursued or is part of a convoy that contains no less than 20 CIA tactical assault operatives. This is not a good time to try to kill him. Right. So they hit him with the car. Gun battle ensues. Jack Bauer is psychic, and at one point is like, they're going to flank us. Are you ready? And I was like, oh, no. That, you could put that up to tactics. Like, if you've fought people with guns yeah, a bunch of times. Like, I've shot dudes in cities a lot. <laughs> and it kind of boils down the same way. Have you seen Equilibrium? Yeah. And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, you, well, you should. But <laughs> after the gunfight, <laughs> which is still currently, he's like saying that while he's shooting above the car blind firing with his pistol uh but anyway yeah so then the cia guys roll up on the scene and they immediately shout federal agents and i'm like of where (laughs) you're in you're in london yeah like they don't even know what federal means like they would (laughs) what are you talking about i i did a double take (laughs) i was like wait a minute but you're not in the place where that counts right now but yeah, Jack's response is like, here, give me some bullets so we can go do some sweet stuff. Like, pick up this transponder because uh, Chloe was smart enough to mark it with a homing beacon or something? No, Brad. Oh, no, Benjamin a, Brad. Yeah, a, that's, a that was the whole thing. Beacon. They held him up in the and she pretended to kill him. And he was like, 86753309. It's like, that's the, the song? <laughs> Uh, I, didn't, I don't know. I just didn't want. I, I didn't want to forget the number. Yet. <laughs> and I was hoping that anybody who I had to tell the code to would not get the cultural reference. Yeah, because they'd be Chinese or 
it's a different number in there. Or just a total nerd like Julian Assange. Be like, yeah. what's the code? And There's a transponder on this. What's the code for it? It's eight six seven five three zero nine. <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? That's just a series of numbers. I don't understand. This is just a this is just a strange coincidence. <laughs> Looping all the way back around to what we started talking about at the very beginning of this thing, Julian Assange and Chloe. Chloe's like, hey, Julian Assange, um, it really sucks that you're doing this, and he's like. Come on. But Chloe, this is the worst plan ever in the world. And she's like, well, okay. But to her credit, she does see through his lies and attempt to escape with the device. And then Julius Assange is like, but I have a pistol. Well, it's like, that was the most. Out like a trucker the car. Lamest... The trucker's like, I'm fucking out of here. Well, like, I don't know why she didn't just start running. Yeah. Like, the. He won't shoot you, Chloe. Even if he, he would. Like he just tried to. He shot. He already shot the pistol. It's pretty messed up. It's not a good scene, Chloe. Also, you, you just suck need to get out of that relationship. I don't understand why they think we'll believe that she could not escape the the confines of being asked to go back to a car with Julian Assange, and yet we're led to believe that with a single pipe, she takes out like seven Chinese operatives. Who? Was... I, it's not even racist to say this. Probably no martial art. They're professional killers. Like, why? I but I let her have her proudest moment, Joel. Like, Did you see only... when she throws the pipe and like knocks one into two others? It's like, oh yeah. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. It's like and then she jumps out the car, which is like good moves. But we're skipping over the whole part where everybody is dead. Oh yeah. Frodo Baggins. I guess he's more of a Samwise Gamgee, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, animate Sheen, straight wasted, and then Cheng like steps out of the shadows and he's like, "All your work has led to this." Animate Sheen, Frodo Baggins, they're all dead at your head. Why? And just like, no. He's like Chloe, Chloe, we have to go. Chloe, yeah. why would yeah. he kill any oh, of them? Because <laughs> he just—he's like, look at all these dumb nerds. I'm just gonna <laughs> murder them for fun or whatever. That must be it. Because, I mean, I feel like, like they just need to keep one-upping the evil. I mean, because the, the other guy had the weird facial hair. And holy cow. I don't they, This is a master class on villainous lighting and camera work. Every time yeah. that guy's on screen, he's, like, scowling and brooding. It's just, like, this is insane. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Chloe's, like, when we started this. You told me we'd be Edward Snowman together. And Julian Sons just looks at her in the handcuffs. He's like, I gotta say it. It's Edward Snowden. We've been dating for like three years. (laughs) (laughs) At first I thought it was cute. But now I just don't know where you... I just don't know how you couldn't have... I mean, he's in the news like all the time. (laughs) I don't know how you could misinterpret it for this long. Um, And then he gets a bullet in the head. Well, I guess after he's like... Your husband and Jabba, they weren't How can you even know that? Like, did somebody from the CIA, like, did every intelligence agency from around the world basically, like, send a chain email? It's like, could the murderer of Chloe O'Brien's family family, please reply yes? And everyone was like, no. Mossad's like, no. Whatever Japan is, (laughs) no. (laughs) Like... Chloe, the chain email was quite definitive. 
<laughs> your husband and son. It was just an accident. She's like, I swore to get revenge on Jim Job's life. <laughs> Why would you keep something like, what? I just didn't want you to leave so you could be a part of all this tragedy. I am so yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh. In retrospect, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, the craziest thing, though, is that, like, every time they introduce a new villain to 24, like, there's a new level of that villain's ubiquity. I feel. Have you ever played the the board game Small World? No. Anyway, so the, the, the pretense of this board game is you basically deploy your army, and it's it's kind of like attrition. So you get mm. your army out there, and then you basically fight, and whoever's the most successful is actually the person that knows when to retire their civilization, get a new one, redeploy it, and do the whole attrition thing again. I feel like that's how 24's enemies work. They're like deployed in very superior uh, positions until they just get whittled back down into one person. It is over and uh. over again. They're, they're presented as kind of this ubiquitous shadowy force. That's everywhere. Any of the key players in 24 are like Shang Tsung supposedly has a sniper watching Audrey. Yeah. It's just like, what? I was ready for it. I knew your ex-wife was going to talk to, who was she? That's some, it was like, just like some random person. She was like a Chinese diplomat, she, I guess. Yeah, she was just a, a, a person working at the Chinese embassy in England. She was like, oh, son, thank you for thank you for coming to meet me. Oh, you're dead. Oh, my bodyguards are dead. Everybody's dead. And then he calls her on his phone. Because, of course, he knows her cell phone number. Because yeah. this guy has Ring-ring. enough time to think of everything. If only all these sociopaths would put their minds into something good, all the world's problems would be solved. <laughs> but then they would, we would need them to create new ones. No, it's like, yo, Shang Tsung, you can be as crazy as you want. We'll let you kill one person a day if you can figure out how to get enough water for everyone yeah. in the Middle East to just drink. Like, yeah, <laughs> we don't even care. Just do well, it. How about just California? <laughs> yes, right. Like, <laughs> solve the drought. I mean, you only sleep 15 minutes a day. <laughs> You've got some spare cycles. I think when he blinked, that that's what counted. It's like what, when they're drawing up the plan for this, when they're, you know, they've got this extremely tense operation to keep track of Julian Assange and all of his movements to get the mm-hmm. device back that will let them, you know, start a war between China and the United States so that Russia can expand into Eastern Europe. Guys, I guess it wasn't really that great. Like, do you think when Russia just invaded Crimea, they were like, crap they just did that for no reason like the olympics were apparently enough of a distraction for them to invade this whole (laughs) plot line looks a lot less credible now yeah we underestimated just how crazy russian people actually are yeah all right but like then yeah so he's i'm back on board. like he's just like the the web of ideas this guy has and i guess you have to do that in 24 because it turns out like this guy is working for the russians to pit the chinese i mean it's yeah it was maddening. I was like, really? Really? You're going to try to hold Aubrey hostage? Audrey well, hostage? They, they decided, they were like, why compete for Jack Bauer when we can work together for Jack Bauer? Except like, Shang Tsung is no longer avowed by the Chinese government. And President Heller gets on the phone to like the Chinese premier and like... He's w- even willing to talk to the United States president. It's like, 
Hey, come on, guy. I know we made a big oopsie today. Well, the, even describing it as a mistake was stupid. I thought I thought that was sort of a faux pas. It's like, no, you have to describe it as like an act of terrorism against the United States. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't a mistake. Somebody did it on purpose. Just not us. <laughs> Please believe Please me. Please believe me. Yo, haven't you ever shot an aircraft carrier and then you try to tell your friends <laughs> you didn't shoot that aircraft carrier? It's the most frustrating <laughs> thing in the world. I didn't shoot that area aircraft carrier. F you, man. I'll kill you. Please believe me. <laughs> and that has been an entire bit by Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> That's what you come to this podcast for. Oh, mashup culture. He's walking back and forth, wringing his hands. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> China's going to be so mad at me. Uh, I also love how they assume that China's immediately going to attack Okinawa. Yeah, that's smart. Well, they're pretty close by, and we do really care about it. They would oh, use wait, this no, totally as an excuse to invade Taiwan. That is absolutely what would happen. Yeah. They'd be like, all bets are off. <laughs> Everything. The, the U.S. just shot an aircraft carrier for no reason. Everything is okay. Freedom Day. <laughs> just attack Taiwan. There's, yeah, they would not, like, retaliate against Okinawa. Well, they're close by, and we do really hate the Japanese. <laughs> You know, for pretty decent reasons. <laughs> oh, gosh, 24. What won't you do? It's actually just sort of bizarre that, like, by comparison, the second episode feels so much less dense. Because, like, the primary moments, I mean, a, a lot does happen. Especially since, like, Jack and Audrey have another one of these weird, like, phone conversations. They're, like, awkward things where Jack Bauer is, like, a suddenly a four-year-old and he's like i don't know how to feel feeling so i'm just gonna talk <laughs> i just don't want you to hate me forever are yeah, you breaking like, up with her no you're threatening just, to murder her husband it's different it's like jack i could never hate you forever even if you were uh complicit in my my father's death of terrorism oh wait <laughs> that was an hour ago or remember that time I went looking for you and got locked up in a Chinese, like, internment prison by this guy? Why did they bring this guy back? Of all the villains, couldn't... I mean, I mean are there any really left to bring back? I didn't even... I, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I, I need to go back and watch the previous season just to contextualize a couple things. Because he says something about somebody from four years ago in one of these two episodes, and I have no idea what he's talking about. Hmm. And if I'm supposed to remember that from previous episodes of 24... Because I submit that I am not. Because I don't remember anything about 24. It is like a Dorito. <clears throat> Nobody yeah. remembers what the last Dorito they ate tasted like. Or they don't, they don't talk about it. Them. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it goes in and out of your brain. Just I can't stop myself. Just got to keep eating. Never stop. Yeah. Never, ever stop. But yeah. Right. So they have that conversation. And she does this like weird Lady Macbeth thing. Where she's like. Jack, you know what you gotta do. You gotta kill him. You gotta kill Shang. <laughs> yeah. Or whoever. Shang. I'm pretty sure it's Shang Z. Julian Assange. Just kill everybody. Well, Jack. I love how she's like, do whatever You'll you need to, but make sure he's dead when you're done. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Like that wasn't gonna happen anyway. Margot Alharazi was in handcuffs and hadn't tortured Jack for a full year. Can you imagine yeah. what's gonna happen to the Shang? Oh my gosh! Yeah. He's, I mean, he's gonna break every like. It's like instead of like, 
It's going to be like some kind of weird Jedi mind trick. It's like talking to Shane. He's like, immunity's not on the table. It's like, I didn't ask for immunity, but your balls yeah. are. He's like, no, they're not. <laughs> oh, no. Then he just starts pummeling him with his belt. <laughs> pulls his gun out. Oh, not the buckle. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, and then, the of course, of course, the dude that they need to find Zhang gets stabbed in the neck after being thrown through a pair of French doors. Yeah, it's like with Mark. So, yeah, let's set the scene. They're like, Mark, we're totally not going to kick your ass as much as you deserve if you go over to the Russian place and tell him you got caught, which you did. Don't forget about that. When when he he comes into the state boardroom or whatever, he's like, Mr. President, Mark, I need to see you. He calls him Mr. Boudreaux, but he's like, I need to see you two privately. And Mark takes on that face that everybody in the world has when your boss is like, hey, can you come into my office for a moment? And usually it ends up with be like, we really like the work you're doing. Here's a promotion. But in this case, it's, I know you betrayed me. There's no other and Mark's reason. Like, Jack does okay. not have the ability to hand out promotions. And that's like the crazy thing is like, Mark is too stupid to be the stupid 24 person who breaks into a run at that point. Like he walks willingly to his demise being like, well, maybe he's thinking about something else. Like, how could he know? I'm probably fine. It's like, no, Mark, you're not fine. Uh, Jack Bauer's got a gun in your face. So the president's like, hey, everybody calm down here for a minute. And that's when the plan is hatched. They're like, all right, the only way to redeem yourself is we're going to send you into Karnov's lair. <laughs> and you're going to have to get the location of Shang. It's like, it's just, it's become so dense now that it's like we need so many layers to even determine who, what they need from whom. So, like, they're going to the Russian plays. Because the Russian guy can tell him where Shang is. But they need Shang because of the device. And Chloe, I guess. It'd be a, it'd be a get if we got her, too. <laughs> What's in her head is very valuable. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> and that's... Yeah, so they're like, all right, we're raiding the Russian compound. Um, I just want to note that the description of this episode was Jack Bauer's struggles to avert an international incident. Parentheses by creating a new one with the Russians. He didn't really create that. that Jack Bauer is basically a walking international incident with the Russians because of all the murders. <laughs> we just that is a what is that like a gig? That's a wombat I mean, dude. Oh boy. Oh, it's so cute. It's like, "Hey, I live here now." <laughs> yeah, I found that one. I was like, "Let's derail <laughs> this conversation with a gift." They're so lucky. They're like I love all these other cultures all around the world with their large oh sized rodent or rodent-like creatures. Uh, I just found another a gif of one of the Brazilian fans weeping in the stands. It's like a kid. Oh, that that was at the very end. But it's end. like, no. Oh, no, the kid. The kid was after, like, yeah, gold. he was 0-4. Did they just have a video of this kid killing himself? Like, you got to slow no, down, just... kid. It gets way worse. It's his wheelies at the top of the frame swaying if back and Ozil forth. If freaking Ozil hadn't pulled up <laughs> on the gas, himself. it would have been zero to eight. 
Did you hear Schweinsteiger was dressing him down in a completely unrelated Yeah, oh World no, Cup you could <laughs> see it on the screen. He was like, hey man, come on! We are Germans, we got merciless! <laughs> We're getting massacred out here. It's like it's... <laughs> no, it's not. We sh- they sh- There should be a mercy rule. This <laughs> is a failure. <laughs> I don't know. I went into that World Cup game being like, wow. Goal in the first six minutes of like a semifinal. That sets a tone. Yeah. And then it was just like, go, go. Until, yeah, it was kind of like man. watching one of those knockout videos where the dude gets knocked out but stays up just long enough to get punched in the face like six more times. Yeah. Even though everybody knows you've already been knocked just out. Just realize you're dead, man. Just realize. Just go down. There's nothing for you here. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, back to 24. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mark, you got to go in. You got to get the information. Tell them a story or whatever. All we need to do, literally the only reason we are sending you into the house, Mark, is because we need a picture of their security panel so our hacker guy knows what to Google. (laughs) Like, that's the only reason he's there at all. I love how they need the guy to, like, you know, jam the signal. Whatever happened to just, like, cutting the wire? Yeah. That all security systems work on like a phone line, and I'm pretty sure the security system at an a place full of armed men wouldn't even involve calling the police. Like, <laughs> That's why true. would you want to explain all the dead bodies? And if somebody were because... breaking into that place to steal anything, the police would just pick up the guy in a garbage bag by the front gate. <laughs> like, there's no, they don't need the police. So uh, and that's the more absurd thing is like they even mention the police given what has transpired as we already discussed. We don't want the police yeah, showing up. Hey man, we don't want to get any I police really on wanted our back. like somebody to just like slap him in the mouth right then. Just for start no laughing. reason. Like they don't even Kick explain him out of the it. Car. He's like we don't want the police to show up and then just like a random extra just and they just continue yeah. the conversation. It's true. They probably could have just gone with it. <laughs> just been like, you know what? Let's force the door. Because really, all that not setting off the alarm does is we get to kill two people before they know we're here. <laughs> I guess that gets them inside. Maybe if they before they were, if they were alerted before they were in the door, it would be harder than them just like running out. I think one guy shot. <laughs> into the main he's room like, and getting immediately shot. Yeah, he runs out and like he's just he gets shot before he even gets his gun out. Like he falls throwing his gun into the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not good at this. I'm just I'm not I try my best. <laughs> they all they always called me fumble thumbs. <laughs> it's like Or whatever the Russian again. equivalent of that is. Yeah, Europe six snarks. It probably sounds really hey, mean. Come on, God, stop calling me Europe six snarks. <laughs> I'm trying my best, and the face that the uh, Russian ambassador makes when he sees the video <laughs> feeds get cut, he just like slowly rotates in his chair to Mark, and his eyes just get really big, which is just the effect is just enhanced by his cartoon mustache. <laughs> So and Mark is like, oh my god, uh, what's going on there? Like just reiterating that he is the worst bluffer of all time. 
like, I feel like when they were like, Mark, are you in bed with the Russians <laughs> and maybe the Chinese? He's like, no. <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys talking about? What's up? <laughs> oh, cool. How's it going, Jack? How's your kids? Jack's like, I don't know. Have I mentioned how much I love Audrey? Yeah. She's just great. Um, anyway, good talk. <laughs> like turns around, Jack like grabs him by the collar, just rotates him. No, but yeah, so that's when I was like, this is the time where Carney's just going to open his mouth and breathe fire like his namesake and just immolate Mark on the spot. But actually, no, it just turns out that he just pulls out a gun. And then Mark does the one good thing in his life, which quickly transmutes into the one bad thing when in the struggle for the gun, he throws him through a window and doesn't even stop him from taking the shard of glass out of his neck. Well, but it's also like, how could it... I feel like the given the angle that they went through the window at, it would be exceptionally difficult for him to have gotten glass stuck in his neck like that. Sure. Um, I feel like nigh impossible, <laughs> but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> he went through it with his back first, right? <laughs> like, he didn't fall, like, sideways yeah. down through. Like, his head wasn't what broke the glass. And then for the rest of the fall, it was his neck breaking every other pane of glass on the way down. It also feels like your shoulders would give you a lot of... That wasn't even that big a piece a of glass. Of... Yeah, like, how did it... <laughs> I don't know, maybe he, like, rolled over. He's a very round man. Yeah, <laughs> he just tumbled. Mark's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Please don't be mad at me, Jack. He's like, oh, oh, I'm mad. Um, I'm going to throw you through the window next, Mark. Because you've screwed us. Except, all the way on the other side of town... Chloe had the gumption to pick up a pipe and start hitting people with it in the truck that's transporting her to the boatyard, which I, f I feel like there's still hope for comedy in this world, the way that was shot. Because, like, <laughs> Shang Tsung is, like, talking to his tech guy. He's like, so, how are we going to get him out of the country? And the tech guy's like, uh, Customs doesn't have the manpower. They only inspect 2% of the cargo. Oh my god! And it's just like, Chloe is just like wailing on everybody inside with this pipe. And then jumps out the door. And I'm sitting there. I'm in such shock that I had to rewind it. Because I was like, wait. No. Like, I wanted to hear what was going on with the cargo inspections. <laughs> Did he get? Did he say anything more about the cargo before that crazy white yeah. lady appeared on screen? No. And then she just like in rolls typical, down the hill like in Princess Rock. In typical, yeah, she really rolls for a long way. I don't know how fast the truck was going, but she, I mean, she keeps going for a long ways. But yeah. the the thing that's really like they do in typical twenty four fashion, like they show Chloe's face and then they show her glance at something and then they show the pipe. And at that moment, like, time slows down because you're like, no, 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 no. Because you remember just 40 minutes ago in the reality that she's in, she didn't get away from Julian Assange. And now, yeah. like, you're, like, trained, you know, Chinese, merc like, black ops mercenaries. People have probably been disavowed by the Chinese government. So you know these guys are hardcore. And she's going to take them on with a pipe. And then she's also going to open the truck door from the inside to jump out. Most truck doors don't open that. I didn't get a good look at the truck, but it's just like. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought about it, like she would have to have some pretty good 
presence of mind to like squat down and lift up the thing and then turn it to the side and <laughs> then reach up for the top one and pull that down and open it. Like it's pretty hard to open doors like that when you're not being assaulted by nine people that you've just bludgeoned around the arms and like neck with a pipe. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, she's like, peace out, just does like a superman, like a soldier boy yeah. out the window. And then they're like, all right, everybody get out and search for her and then wave our flashlights around. And she's saved. She's like unconscious. And she's saved by the timely intervention of a different trucker who Julian Assange has not tried to shoot with a pistol 20 (laughs) minutes earlier in the episode. Or I guess that was the last episode. And he's like, you guys need any help? And Chang's like, no, we're good. And he's like, you best not stop on this road, Gov. And that's, like, enough to ward them away. I I didn't get the impression that that guy was, like, a military dude or something. It just seemed like they were very willing. They were like, oh, yeah, we should probably go. It's probably not important. Oh, yeah, right. Somebody we're, who, we're fleeing like, a multiple homicide. Why were we talking English in her presence? <laughs> we're all Chinese. <laughs> like, she probably doesn't know the Chinese world for shipyard, <laughs> but we like they're all in the same like uh, continuing education English classes, and they're like, "No, man, you got to practice this outside the yeah. class, otherwise you never get last better." Last time somebody spoke to Shang Tsung in uh, last time somebody spoke to Shang Tsung in whatever Mandarin, he shot them. It was like looked at everybody else. Yeah. It's about immersion. <laughs> You call me by my American name, Sean Sung. <laughs> Did you just see? I just murdered these like fifteen hacker kids. Anime girl being like, "Oh, Abu Nai, a massacre," and that was the last of her, and the last of everyone. And it just seems to me like one episode is not enough episode. <laughs> Forty. 42 minutes, let's say, <laughs> to close all this down. At, I guess at a certain, I guess when they blew up the carrier, I was like, well, maybe they're going to hand Jack over to China after all, and it's going to end in a really dark place. But then it just seems like they're going all in, and it's like, U.S. has no responsibility for anything. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Because at this point, it's like, we're involving a lot of countries in terror incidents in places that aren't our country. It seems like a pretty dick move to our English hosts. <laughs> Stephen Fry's like not even in the equation anymore. He's taken a valiant and is like, I'm out, guys. We did the drone thing. Good job around, everybody. I'm going to bed with this fifth country. <laughs> uh yeah pretty much it is shocking well i mean i guess it does seem dumb that he wouldn't be involved in like at least some part of the international incident that's happening like just you might i mean they they mention him but he's off screen it's like he tried to call the chinese guy too but he wasn't having it yeah it's like i guess that that just shows president audrey's dad's power or just like the nature of 24 it's like no no, no, no. We have enough people. There are enough people involved <laughs> in this. Unless we have to, like, I don't want to have Stephen Fry on screen because I'm afraid it's going to, like, spin off into, like, some love affair thing with his wife where he's somehow compromised. <laughs> yeah. 
he wanders out of bed in like striped pajamas, one of those like Santa sleeping caps with like the ball on. He's like, "Oh, hey guys, I was just going out to get a cup of water. What are you all still doing up there? Like nothing. Go back to bed. It's fine. We've got this. China is fine." It's like, "What China? What are you talking? <laughs> Shut up." <laughs> If you didn't kick us out of the country after the drone thing, you're never gonna. Guess a bag of chips on your way back from the kitchen. It's like, oh, okay. And a bowl of ice cream for the general. He spilled his last one. I do love that. I mean, they've had all these moments where, like, the nature of President Audrey's dad can really shine through. Like, his bizarre grandfatherliness in the face of, you know, a potential war... Or, like, his conversation with uh, Mark is really, 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 like, fatherly. He's like, enough. All right? I won't hear of it. Yeah. You're not dyeing your hair. <laughs> like, I'm having you arrested for treason. It was, like, the equivalent of somebody. I mean, it had the same tone as somebody telling you, go to your room. Uh Yeah. It's just, and then so I mean, there's just so many threads, right? Well, th- there aren't that many. There aren't that many because it's all one thread, Dave. That was the crazy part. As soon as they linked uh, the Chinese backers of Julian That's Assange true. to the Russian conspiracy, it's okay, all so flat they wrote again. This last yeah, week. it's just like they they were like, oh my god, oh my god, we've got an hour and a half of this show left. What are we gonna do? <laughs> The Russians and the Chinese. But wait, that just means... Okay, let me break it down for you. This might be a little crazy. The generals are in on it with the Chinese and the Russians. <laughs> and they're going to... What do you call it when a military guy tries to impeach the president? Who? <laughs> like, Because I don't think the generals can literally do anything. No. So like, it takes an act of Congress. I think it's. I'm almost certain it requires an act of Congress to unseat a sitting president. Well, there was also that thing in that one episode of 24. I want to say like season six. Was that Wayne Palmer when Powers Booth was the vice president and he called the Joint Chiefs of Staff and he was like, "Okay, guys, I want everybody to make me vice president." And was President Wayne Palmer. Arguably the worst president of all 24. No. Well, no. I think we've gone over this. President yeah. Logan. Was president the worst Logan, president. like, was part of a coup against himself. <laughs> well, he took it was the Tony Almeida strategy of, like, the final betrayal. Yeah, that guy was feckless and traitorous. And, I mean, being feckless is the worst thing you can be in 24. I mean, even, like, yeah. Like, Margot Al-Harazi and Marwan and all of the previous villains, I feel like they've all kind of... Jack murders them, but it's like it's a... It's totally a revenge thing. And you don't... Like, they're evil, but you never despise them in the same way you do characters like Mark. Which is like, Mark, you need to get it together, dude. You are lame. Your wife is not cheating on you. Well, I'm glad that I'm a responsibility for you. Whatever, Mark... You know how the, that relationship goes. Oh, he's like, I survived. Like, they were going to kill me in a steam room. <laughs> and that was like season four. <laughs> like, you don't think I've toughened up in the past ten years after almost being steamed to death? <laughs> like, 
me and my dad were almost a little pair of shumai. And then you come along with your press suits, your Wall Street world, Mark. Bear, get the hell out of my way. It's like, yes, Audrey. <laughs> she just hits him. I'm sorry, Audrey. I didn't mean she, to like, countermand your authority by forging your father's signature and handing Jack Bauer over to the Russians. Because I was sad or something or nervous. I was. If you were more like, of a man, oh, Mark, man. maybe we'd sleep together more than once a month when I let you. <laughs> it's like, wait, once a month? That's not me. <gasps> I'm missing... It's Jack Bauer. He's like, when did you think I surfaced, Audrey? Deep cover. I'm deep under the covers, Mark. Mark, I'm cuckolding you. (laughs) Oh, Jack, I always knew it was going to be so. He's like, it puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, it's okay, Mark. You lost to the best, but also you're the worst. (laughs) The literal worst. In 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 the grand tapestry of all 24 characters it's hard to imagine one lower than mark boudreau it's like come on mark even your last name is there french was... he's like it's french canadian <laughs> i'm from uh... i'm quebecois dude even that pedophile that got his head chopped off yeah at least he had guts <laughs> like he had some conviction he was like hey what do you guys want me here for, man? I've got immunity or whatever. <laughs> and then before Jack Power shot him in the chest and kicked the chair over and said, give me the hacksaw. Uh, <laughs> at least he had guts. But Trump, I've got a Jack, present for you. I was watching. I'm was... Quebecois, Jack. Jack is just shoving fistfuls of poutine into his mouth. He's not even shoving him. He's just punching him with a fistful of poutine. <laughs> And then when his fist pulls back, he takes a bite off it, and then he punches him again. That's how he gets his carbs. <laughs> oh, 24. You're so crazy. I don't know. I don't think I can overstate how proud I was of Chloe at that moment. <laughs> I was like, you actually undertook a physical activity, Chloe. Unless sulk is a physical activity. <laughs> In like Dungeons and Dragons, it's like there's the simple action and the complex action. It's too much to hope for that like the someone would have cut together the video of Chloe in that moment and like recut it in slow mo so like the song from Dawson's Creek should start playing when she like looks at the pipe. Like looks like doo 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 I don't wanna wait. It's just like I actually just so I I we played the beginning of that new Wolfenstein I was game last there. night. Uh, did you so? But were you there till the no, end? Because there's close. a scene where you're in like a mental institution. Uh, was that when you're like and trying like, to hit the windows? No, no, no. This is like way. You're like sitting there in a wheelchair. You've been like incapacitated or whatever. And there's an, an attack happening, and you like look over at a plate, and there's a knife, and there's just like a button that's like get that knife, <laughs> get that up. knife, yo, pick up that regular ass knife, and it doesn't even look sharp. Like, it doesn't even look like a steak knife. And then it's just, you just get to sit there and wait for some Nazi bastards to walk over to you. And then it's just like, boop, 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 boop. Because it's never good enough to stab a guy one time in the head in Wolfenstein. Dude, that dog scene was ridiculous. Okay, well, I mean, that is just, at least that's like some sort of robot dog. Like maybe his brain is all circuit. No way, dude. That, rob, that, that dog was exactly the same thing as RoboCop. That 
the inside <laughs> of that dog was still splits or however, whatever it's weird. Wait, how did we not get robot dogs before RoboCop? That seems like it would have been so easy. <laughs> this just is in the your mind right universe. <laughs> I just never thought about it, but it's just like like how we sent monkeys into space or dogs in the case of the rest. It's like why they could have just put a bunch of shit on a dog and it wouldn't have mind. Because <laughs> like you could there you could probably make a software or something that would just make the dog feel like it was chasing something all the time and it would be so happy. It would actually be better for the dog. And then you could put him to work and then they could adjudicate. I I guess, well, maybe adjudicate. They feel like they just bark a lot, but then the translator would be like, you have been judged. The sentence is death. It's the only thing I can do. I'm a dog. <laughs> like, so it would be like that scene from uh, on you. Uh, Snow Crash where the rat is in its... <laughs> yeah. I like that there's like two different types of robot dogs at Wolfenstein. It's like, well, after we made the cyborg dogs, we figured out how to make these things that are just made out of metal and robots. Um, and they're better, I guess. But we have all these cyborg dogs around. So we're going to stick with them for now, at least until they all die. Isn't it fascinating know. that like our obs- like the idea that technology would like allow you to overcome any odds, which is sort of like... The, the, this thing from the 50s, right? If you go back and watch, they made all those educational videos about what chemical or manufacturing process was revolutionizing the world and how this was going to save everybody. And, like, the only thing it really oh. gave us was global warming and, like, different kinds of cancer. Uh, but, like, then you get, like, these, like, Wolfenstein is still, like, a reflection of that idea. I think that's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Or at least interesting. Sure. That game seems better than i would have expected just sort of knowing the current state of games like that or maybe it just feels more honest about its aspirations and that's enough for me it's like this is a game about saving nazis three times God, don't you just hate nazis though and, uh, i feel I, like that's well, a, <laughs> i mean obviously right that should be a question that pops up on the screen occasionally God, yeah, don't no, you just it's just hate interstitial Nazis? like loading screens. Ah, I hate Nazis so Mash much. Mash A to prove it. Just wait until they're zombies. I always remember in the Wolfenstein 3D game, uh, the way the zombie Nazis, or I guess they were more like Frankenstein's, fired their guns. It looked like the bullets were coming out of the middle of their chest. There's just like a big flash, and I was like, that looks ridiculous. Uh, but I'm hoping for a mecha Hitler at the Dude, end of this Dude, it one. seems like they're gearing up towards that since they already have giant mecha normal bad guys. Actually, I guess I wonder, though, because, like, they're presenting this general death's head guy as the main antagonist. General Totenkamp. Does that mean that Hitler is dead? Uh, sure, maybe. I know this is, like, a quasi-sequel to the other Wolfenstein game I didn't play. And by other, I mean all of them, except for Wolfenstein 3D. And I don't think I know anybody who played any of those games. Except, let's be real, probably Daryl. <laughs> um, but this one seems good. And they actually have like something that I thought was really cool, which now I kind of wish more games would do. Like They have like a really basic perk system, and you unlock the perk just by doing stuff that sort of fits your play style. So if you stab a lot of guys stealthily, you're going to figure out, you're going to get different bonuses for stabbing guys stealthily, like throwing knives eventually. 
and if you just dual wield assault rifles, because apparently you can dual wield everything in this universe, except, I guess, mounted turrets, which seems like an oversight. Um, then you'll get, like, better recoil reduction. I don't know, it just seems like a neat system. Anyway, the amount of war crimes committed in Wolfenstein seems only slightly more <laughs> than those of 24, which is not actually in a war. Yeah. You actually kind of have to wonder about the state of world, the world in 24, because in the beginning of the podcast, when you were like one nuke versus 10 nukes, and you talked about nuking LA, the thing that popped into my mind was LA already got nuked <laughs> in 24's universe. Uh, I guess that's true. Admittedly, it was just a suitcase bomb, but like, I just, I feel like the world would be so locked down that. 24 isn't actually extreme enough. Jack Bauer would probably be the president. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, the frontline military leader guy? I don't know. There's not a lot of battlefields in this modern era. It all takes place on the streets of London in an assault rifle battle (laughs) with Benjamin Bratt. Which I guess is a good enough Yes, but before then, don't do a hey-actually thing about industry and science. I know about medicine. All right. Actually, let that lie. It's funny when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, until we invented that chemical that was going to fix global warming and instead it froze the whole planet. Go see Snowpiercer. (laughs) Is that a good movie? That's uh, that's pretty good. Is it only released in New York? I don't think it's out in Philly. Okay, so when we were in Philly last weekend and we hung out with Luke, he said he saw it. So it oh, must be snap. Near. Traitorous Luke. I'm your brother, Luke. <laughs> you didn't tell <laughs> or you me. didn't like try to see it with I me. I know he's current with the podcast, so he's gonna he said they he got caught by surprise and him and Sarah and one of their friends went to see it and he was like, Well, I was just gonna go to this party and I'd much rather see this movie. And it's pretty good. It's like Luke was very into it because he was like, Oh, it's like a hard sci fi movie and there aren't many of these, and it's very like um you know, it's just got a lot of style yeah, well, that, to it, the... I guess. I would, I, would, I would have to think about it more, but there's like a certain sort of like hard sci-fi. Just think of it like Starship Troopers kind of in that mold. Not quite on that level, but kind of like. It's got it's a, the whole world. A it's basically like you have to suspend belief and accept a lot of the like the propositions that are already laid out for you at the beginning. You can't think about it too hard. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's making, like, a point, and it is twisting logic a little to make that point. Like, a lot of really good sci-fi does. Indeed. So, I yeah, I liked it because of that. I was like, oh, this is, like, a pretty different sort of movie than what you get now. And, you know, it's just weird. It's, like, really, it's got a really weird, you know, it's, it's surreal. Like, it's just a very strange movie, but kind of cool. Like, a really cool, strange, it's worth seeing. Um, and I imagine, you know, hopefully it'll like go into wide release, but you know, if it's in Philly, it's probably in most similarly sized cities. So that's cool, but you should check it I out. Will. Anyway, let us clap. Let us clap on this extremely long podcast. It's only like 15 minutes longer than normal. Yeah, I know, but you broke the hour mark. I mean, it is the penultimate podcast. So All let right. us clap then. One, two, three.
and like even so we should try to do an event if not like an in-person one we can try and figure out a way to stream the next week's yeah, one yeah totally because it is the finale so people should keep an eye on like either Twitter or the website or something and I'll post some beats if we ask them out so that's like Monday at 9 Eastern. yes totes uh, okay 